Welcome to the family with Doug Sprinthal, Andy Brand Bernard, and Melissa Bernard. And we'll be right back, kick things off with the family. So I was sitting here with my radio friend who was going to introduce me, and then he took his cans off. I didn't know you wanted to be. <laughs> It's okay. We've only Ladies been doing ge- this for okay. eight years. Oh, wait, I turned my headphones off. There they're on. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the lovely and talented Doug Sprinthal, Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Buy a car, don't. I don't care. Exactly. I'm just kidding. Uh, we've been talking about this a lot lately. Uh, there's a shortage of new vehicles, which has driven the price of uh, late model used cars up. If you have a car that you're not using very much, a lot of us are working from home because of COVID. And if you get a lease car that's got five or six months of payments left and you're not driving it, give us a call or go to walzerbuyscars.com. You can enter in all the information on your vehicle. There's a good chance even with a lease vehicle, you might have a little bit of equity and you can cash that in. And then when you wind up commuting normally and fighting traffic on 494th for the rest of your life, you can lease another one from us. So it's walzerbuyscars.com. Walzer Automotive Group. Walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President at North American Banking Company. And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company, Bradley's partner. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we provide a unique experience for our business banking customers that can't be found at the big banks. Our customers appreciate our high-touch, high-tech approach where they get all the benefits of working with a local bank. Our team will get to know your business and its unique challenges while still offering all of the online and mobile banking options you will find at the big banks. Also, when your business banks with North American Banking Company will be working with an experienced team of lenders who know this marketplace and will be ready to help your business capitalize on any opportunity or solve any problem. You add it all up, North American Banking Company is a better banking experience. Excuse me, you uh, do mind if I jump in here? Well, Tommy, if you feel the need, go ahead. (sighs) Amateurs. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. You know what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. You got to talk into the mic here. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I was doing a little prep work there. I have a question for you and Michael Bryant both, and probably a bunch of other people I know. Do, you, do they really think packing the Supreme Court is a good idea? Uh, yes, I don't do. like that. That I is insane. I don't like that at all. I, I think all this stuff 
is short term, not long term. We need to well, yeah. right. do things that make sense a hundred years down the road, not five. I and agree. that includes dumping the filibuster. And you know, and, and I yeah, don't like obstructionist politics on either side of the aisle. And right, right. Certainly both have been uh, rightly accused of that, but I think if we try to make a solution that looks good for the Dems and the and the GOP would do the same thing and have. Uh, I think that's just well, nobody's short-sighted. ever packed the Supreme Court other than the Democrat tried in FDR. Yeah, I think. Yeah, well, actually, it increased to nine. I yeah, think in the 19th century. So I mean, yeah. they, it has changed. It's not defined in the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that that I feel good about is, it, for the most part, when justices make it to the Supreme Court, for the most of them realize that this is really serious stuff and it's kind of right. a higher calling. Right. And I think that people that aren't really quite involved in politics and like, oh, we'll get a, we get a Republican president, nominate somebody or a Democrat, they're going to be left or right. And a lot of times they kind of just drift into the middle. And they really right. do try to uphold the Constitution. That's well, not every single case, but, you know, John Roberts is a great example. Great Before example, that, Kennedy. Yeah. I mean, Kennedy and was Kennedy. opposed by Bush, and he turned out to be a flaming lip. Exactly. So, I, I mean, know. whatever. I, all I know is... The, the number one reason I don't want them to do it, well, first of all, it just did be the end of America. Well, it would never stop. It would yeah. never stop, yeah. And the other route, the biggest problem I got, do you really want to do something that AOC thinks is a good idea? Yeah. That nut job. When are those two going to shut their yappers, by the way? Well, everybody wants term limits, so God. if we get that, then we'll have more people like her. Because yeah, it's well, all the bomb true. throwers from both parties that get in. You're right. right. You're absolutely right. It's going to be You know, tough. the thing that, that I thought was heartening is, you know, all the crap that Kavanaugh had to go through during his uh, uh, nomination proceedings. Uh, within a month on the bench, his best friend, mm-hmm. RBG, they were just tight yeah, as oh, I, know. I mean, it's a very interesting what happens to those people when they get to the well, Supreme Court. I mean, Court. look at you and Michael Bryan, a couple of commies, and we That's get right. along. You know what I'm saying? Fight the power. Fight the power, man. You, I are, think, you are the power. Oh, I guess I'm fighting I think, myself. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I just think it's one of those situations where, yeah, I, I do tend to be pretty centrist, so I can agree with the left and I can agree with the right, and I, you know, mostly. But this stuff is getting so off. They really think we can afford twelve trillion dollars in reparations when we're already thirty trillion in debt. They want to pay twelve trillion dollars that we don't have. If we had it, it would be a different story. Yeah, but we I don't have it. this country if that passes. I'm well, not yeah, paying taxes. I'm not paying for something that I didn't do. I, I would agree with I'm you. Just on not that going one. to. Can you imagine if we got forty-two trillion dollars in debt? Well, that's the other thing. Is, yeah, someone would take over the country at that point. Oh, they will. They would. They would literally buy this country. Yeah. And it would probably be the Chinese. It'd be China or Russia. China or yeah. Russia. But China's got a lot more money than Russia. Yeah, I don't think Russia's broke. <laughs> yeah. Well, they can they uh, point a gun at you and say, here's my credit card. So. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much true, too. I think if we get in a gun-pointing contest with Russia, we're still ahead a little bit, but we'd all be dead anyway, so it wouldn't matter. You know, I, I, I might move to Canada. I mean, you know, they're pretty liberal up there, but they seem to be pretty even. Although their taxes are higher than hell, that's the problem yeah. with that place. It is high. They are high. But they do things like this. Canadian MP shocks Parliament showing up nude. <laughs> he showed it on parliamentary mm. hearing nude. Oh, my gosh. William Amos said he changed in front of the camera, not realizing it was on. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, well, it's a little different. That than is very different than what nude. they said. 
Doesn't uh, make as good of a headline. Yeah, well, there is that. There is that, ladies well, and gentlemen. Well, it's like if you're the camera operator, maybe it's like time to turn off the camera. Yeah. Because someone's in charge of having that camera be on or off. Yeah, right. You can always turn it off. Yeah. Doug, what were we talking about before they got here? Yeah. It's, it's Nobody com- ever does their job people. anymore. That's true. Never. And I don't understand what the hell we're going to do about this. I, I, I read a story this morning from The Wire, and every sentence, the structure was horrendous, misuse of words. I mean, this is from a national, international news site. What's the thing is all news sites are international, no matter well, how that's crappy. Well, that's, that's true. true. Right. The concept of being international news is meaningless these that's days. That's true. Uh, that's absolutely true. So I, I don't know. I just, uh, I like it, you know, nice when everybody gets a shot and everybody gets a chance. That's, that'd be really, really yeah. good. Um, I don't really understand a lot of things that are going on right now. And look, like I said, if we had the twelve trillion, well, whatever this you want to do, good. We don't have twelve trillion dollars. That's the problem I have. Yeah. So I don't know what to tell you. It just, it just, the whole thing is so ass over decal, as my mother would say. My my mom said that too. She said ass over decal. Oh yeah. And my dad. I love it's, it. It's so. I think it's probably an expression from the thirties or forties. Yeah, or probably when they were teenagers yeah. or little children. I guess it would have been. Something like that. Oh, God. Now we got the U.S. imposing sanctions on Russia, Russia over hacking. I, nine years ago, Doug, you were on the show that morning. I said, digital is going to destroy the world. And it is destroying the world. This hacking thing and I know, that's, all of it. God. I listened to another show about Bitcoin and then this alternate fake currency. I still don't get it. I just, it just none of it makes sense to me. There's a new thing called Ethereum. Ethereum, is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's Ethereum. Not, uh, that's actually that it's been around for a while. while. Yeah, it's not ter- well, I mean it's new in the uh, in a relative sense. It's all relative. But yeah, I think Ethereum came out like I don't know, but 5 6 years it ago. It was kind of interesting cuz they were talking about um, electric consumption to run these things. And the way Bitcoin works, apparently if if Bitcoin did as many transactions as Visa did in one day, it would take more than all of the energy that's produced in the world. (laughs) What? Well, because it's got to run these big servers, apparently, to do the mining and stuff. I mean, I I still don't get it. Bitcoin mining is, yeah, it's it's designed to be very, very resource intensive. Right. So people are buying these really high-end GPUs and then just leaving their computers on mining Bitcoin all day. It takes tons and tons of energy. Yeah. but if you've got the resources to do it, then you end up making a profit. But, yeah, it's uh, – I don't know. I would say if we get to the point where everyone is just constantly using and mining crypto, the energy crisis will probably destroy most of our infrastructure. Right. That's kind of what they were saying. And That's the problem. Is Bitcoin mining is a really, really bad idea, like it, and on, on a macro scale. It's I don't not even something understand that can become... what it is. So they're doing all these, you know, millions of calculations, right? How does that generate Bitcoin? Sorry to hijack the show. I just no, you're not trying to explain anything. this to me for two I years, know. and I'm I, not smart I, enough to get it. Well, that's the other thing about crypto is that someone has to create it, right? And they have to make these servers, and they have to make up these calculations that people have to mine. So it's like I make a server and I say, okay, uh, first one to answer three plus three gets a, you know, whatever coin. Okay, so I hand it out my 
first coin, but then I have to make the next one harder because otherwise it would just grow exponentially. Right. So okay, so second coin goes to someone who can do three times three, and then three plus three times three, et cetera, et cetera. It just keeps on going like that. But the problem is that I made this all up, right? It's and I also, arbitrary. being the inventor was in on the ground floor. So before I even say anyone can mine these coins, I can just go into the server and say, okay, 10 billion coins to me, which is exactly what happened with the creator of Bitcoin. Right. So he, at any point, could just cash out all of his many, many, many Bitcoins and completely destroy the market because he just he right. typed in a number, gave himself a bunch of Bitcoins. And all crypto has that problem because it's all... Uh, it's all created by someone. Yeah. And you can just give yourself any amount of money you want, and no one can do anything about it. So it, it would be like if the government could just... Print money? <laughs> worse than print yeah, money. there you go. It would be like if we could, if they could literally just, you know, go into a room and write down a number and say, that's how much money we have now. Right. Look, we're not in debt anymore. Yeah, exactly. It would be like if the government could just wipe out all debt. No one would ever loan money to us because right. we could just press the no more debt button. And that's the problem with crypto. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for that. I, it still gives me an ice cream headache. And and and, yes. and then people that don't understand it but are fans always say the same, oh, it's blockchain technology. It's yeah. like, okay, what does that mean to you? Yeah, I don't understand what technology. that is. It doesn't yeah. actually really yeah. mean a whole lot. Right. That's it right. It doesn't mean anything. It's yeah. a fancy Excel sheet that you can protect, basically. <laughs> Joe wants to know how you think the Red Sox will do this year for some reason. Oh, <laughs> thanks a lot. I just, you know, they, we just got swept by the Red Sox, and well, now we're going to hear all about oh, it. Do we? you really follow baseball this know. early? And I usually don't start until about the All Star break because the season's so long. Quite First honestly. time in my life I didn't get to get to watch the season opener. Their games have been blacked out. Twelve of them now have been blacked out. I have, since I was nine years old, I've watched the the opener, whether it's at home or on the road. And this year I couldn't because it was blacked out. That really pisses me off. The only year I went to the home opener and the last season of the game? Yeah. 1987. Wow. I saw more baseball games in 87 than I ever had in my life. It because just, of KQ Morning Show? No, it was just yet. a fluke. I worked with a bunch of big baseball fans, and it's like, hey, you got tickets to the opener. Let's go. I'm like, right. okay. And you remember, 87, they didn't come out of the gates hot. It took them no, a while. No, to it get took a going. while. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It really right. wasn't probably till after the All Star break that we started going. Wait a minute. These yeah, guys you're are right. In like third place. That's, this is not the Bombo Rivera oh, squad of just a few years ago. Bombo Rivera, baby. Now we're talking. And what was the other guy's name? The, uh, the, the, the he used to whirl. He used to go spin around, tracking down fly balls. Oh, oh, uh, what was his name? On the Twins. Yeah, he was a twin back in 1987, 88, something like that. The maybe it was eighty six. Oh no! You know what? I bet you it was eighty five, eighty six because it was before the World Series. Wasn't that Eisenreich's era? Uh, but he didn't spin around. He didn't spin. Oh, was it, God! What was that guy's name? We used to call it the blah 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 spin when he did it. it was named. We named a spin after him. But to answer Joe's questions, I'm, I, I got a little ticked at my Red Sox when they let Mookie Betts go. He was, yeah. my, he was yep. my favorite player. I understand. He was so he, he's a phenomenal athlete. He's a great hitter. He's just uh, they, apparently he did not. There's some racism issues, I think, with Mookie and some of the crowd in Fenway. That no, I've never. Well, heard I know, it's odd. How right? about how'd you like to be Jim Rice, one of the greatest yeah. hitters of all time, a man who could take a not broken bat and snap it in half, walking away from the plate, and you're gonna piss him off by, hey, 
I'm not going to use the no, term no, they we, use. We all know. Because they, hey, hey, man, you, center fielder, you know what comes out Asians' asses? Rice. Oh, you didn't say Asians, of yeah. course. But really, you're going to taunt Jim Rice, a guy who could snap you in half if it's you want. It's a good thing the green monster's really high. <laughs> it's really <laughs> high, exactly. can't exactly scale it and haul a guy out God, of the stand. What a player that guy was. Yeah. Jim Rice was one hell of a player. A lot of fun to watch, you know what I mean? Well, you think about the left field position, it was two guys that held it from, what, 1941 until the early 80s? Yeah. and Ted Williams. Absolutely. Only two guys that ever played there. Isn't that amazing? God, what a wonder! See now that you're talking about an era of baseball that was—that's when I grew up. And yeah, sixties is awesome. It. Oh, God, have you 60s. watched that? Um, it's a Netflix documentary, a few years old, called Fastball. Yeah, yep. Really, really good baseball uh, flick. If if you've never seen it, it's, it answers the question: Who could throw the fastest pitch in the major leagues? And it seems like it would be easy to figure out, but the the trick is that they measured it different ways in different eras. Um, yeah, now we have like radar, but yeah, they didn't but have that until. It's, it's within about, I don't know, probably 10 feet of it leaving the pitcher's hand. And before, you know, the early ones were mechanical oh. things. It was actually measured behind the plate. And as through friction, the farther the ball goes, the slower it's going to go. But it was. Right. But they interviewed all the actual mm. players. It was cool. Because some hitters claim that fastball pitchers, once they crack 100, the ball actually rises. And they had a physicist saying, well, it doesn't really happen that right, way, and this is right. what's going on. And Hank Aaron goes, I've never seen a physicist that could have hit a 100-mile-an-hour fastball. <laughs> well, he wasn't lying, was yeah, he? That's right. He was not lying, man. Have you ever stood in against the major league pitcher? I did. Um, Me too. I was in high school, and my uncle uh, was a professor at a little tiny college in Springfield called American International and the baseball coach was a former Red Sox reliever. I don't remember his name, probably mid-60s, early 60s. And this was about mid-70s. And he goes, Doug, I hear you like to play baseball. Yeah, yeah. I said, let's see what you got. So he, uh, you know, he throws me some fastballs, probably 85, 90, and I'm hitting them pretty good. And he goes, let me show you some major league stuff. And these balls are like singing by my head, and I, I, know. I don't know where I'm at. And he goes, now I'm going to throw you the first 10 again. And I couldn't hit them. Yeah. <laughs> Even, it, was, it was amazing to I see look. that. And this guy is a coach at this point. He's not, he hadn't been oh, in the I bigs know. for 10 years. I, I just went, you know, batting practice. First of all, two things happened that day. Because I was in the outfield, and there was a grounder hit at me. Uh, in the outfield, and I go to field, it went right under my glove. Right, So I'm like, oh, God, I look really good out here. Then I go and step up to the plate, and Ron Davis was pitching. Yeah, He threw a ball at my head, so I ducked down. I, like, dropped. Yeah. It ended up about two feet outside. That's right. <laughs> I mean, that's how much it broke. So I was like, Tom, get the hell out of the yeah, batter's box. Get, killed. get out of the batter's box before you get killed. What's wrong with you? I don't know. We got uh, Derek Chauvin now. He's not going to testify. I heard that. I, well, I heard that the, the uh, defense rested their case. So yeah, everybody, yeah. Sequester the jury and start closing arguments on what Monday or something. Yeah. So I mean, basically, we'll get uh, this wrapped up, and then the Dante Wright thing will kick in, and then it's man, it's going to be one hell of a summer. I'll tell you that. <sighs> Every summer is going to be like this forever. Probably true. That's why we're leaving. Yeah, he's like. Wants to get out of here. Oh yeah, I understand. I, you know, if I were your age, I would. I would. You know, since I am the age I'm in, I was like, yeah, whatever. I guess I could ride out anything. But if I were your age, I understand that. Yeah. 
I mean, seriously, there, there's just no need to put up with this at all. We're saying goodbye to Hennepin County as soon as we possibly can. Well, what, tomorrow? If we could, I would, believe me. Yeah, it's too bad the housing market sucks right now. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Anybody buy, want to buy a house under $400,000? Yeah. Call the talk and text line right now. 561-228-4061. <laughs> exactly. Ask for Andrew. That's exactly it. So you put your spot on the market, you sell it, you buy a new one. This By this time next week. And we have a caller. <laughs> yeah, we have a caller. I'd no, like to no. buy Doug's house. Yeah. If I buy. Uh, the problem is, is that... You know, yes, we could sell our house probably very quickly, but finding a new house right. is going to be it. Yeah. It's going to be hard. We'll Every house hotel. is expensive as hell, and we he don't want to live in a hotel yeah, with a dog and two cats. Speaking of expensive, <laughs> yeah, well, who's the announcer at uh, WLS in Chicago? Was it JJ Jeffries? I think it was JJ Jeffries. He was a radio announcer in Chicago, and I can't remember where he's from originally. Never bought a house. Lived in a hotel the whole time wow. he worked there. Wow. Isn't that unbelievable? That's not a good use of your money. Lived in a hotel the entire time he worked at WLS. I, I think Moon did that when he worked in Vegas I for five or six years. I Can you imagine right. him in a casino? Oh, God. No, Here's I my house. Here's my house. Oh, I, I didn't ask you that. So, so is Vec on the phone? Uh, you know, I never did get a hold of him. Oh, I got tied up with so the Israelis, so we don't know. We'll, we'll find out. We'll track it down. That'll work for me, man. I got no problem. It's going to be fun to talk to him about yeah. the upcoming Saints season. Or have they started already? They haven't started yet. I, I don't think, at the end think of the they month, start right? until May. I well, not until May. We, sh- we should know that, but they I don't. did move it. I know that. Yeah, but I don't know where they moved it to. So I don't know. I just think it's. I don't know. I, I'm actually excited about the Summer Olympics this year. It's going to be. They're going to do it. I think that's going to be a good thing for the world. Just they're doing it in China, Japan. Oh, Japan. Yeah. Thank God. Somebody told me it was in China. I'm like, why Japan, the hell would they do that? The Olympics? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's in Japan. Is it? Welcome to another episode of Andy Looks Up Shit on the Internet. Exactly. It's his own <laughs> podcast. Oh, no, you're right. 2022, right? No, it's, it's doing Summer this Olympics. Summer. Oh, this year is... They have an Olympics every year? No, no. every other year. No, that was supposed well, to be winter. last year, but they pushed it back. Right. Oh, see. Oh, they did. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, Tokyo. Okay. That's Tokyo, right. and it's this summer. Yep. Uh, July 23rd. There you go. That'll be good. Because they were talking. Now, there is an Olympic schedule for China, but I, are, is anybody going to go? I don't know. I mean, you're going to have to face the slavery issue at some yeah, point. At some they point, have slaves yeah, there. Jesus, but the NBA, they're oh, that's okay. It's, well, they don't care. They don't care. Making at all. a whole lot of money. Yeah, why should they care? Only to make money. I love this. Here's the headline of the Star Tribune. This is such a Star Tribune headline. Brooklyn Center residents rattled by clashes and tear gas. Gee. They're blaming it on the cops. Yeah. <laughs> You know, Waltz has been getting pounded on social Good. media. Good. Well, got the, the National hillbilly. Guard out. Well, last summer they were mad at him because he didn't call the guard out. Yeah, now but we he got is a hillbilly. Come on, what yeah. a dope. Who'd want that job? Not God, me. Especially right now. Oh, I found out, by the way, that I because I did call him a dope last week. You know, tomorrow's my 35th anniversary mm-hmm. of being on the Cakey Morning. Apparently there was going to be a Tom Bernard Day, but there's not going to be any. Oh, no. <laughs> well. Whatever. I don't. Who cares? What that means means nothing. Yeah. It's oh, kind it's, of a badge of honor, I think, when Uncle Tommy calls you a dope. <laughs> yeah, I've called you a dope about That's eight right. million oh, yeah, times. Pretty much you every day. Bilsky and Michael Bryant and all of you. 
<laughs> Pretty much every day. Uh, I suppose it probably is. I don't know. We have fun. That's all I know. I haven't lost any sleep over it. No, nah, me either. It's just the way it is. But, uh, you know, it's so funny. I watch the news now. I, I, it's a little, I've been waking up at 2 o'clock every morning. Oh, God. And I think it's because I watch the news again. So I think I'm going to have to stop watching the news. I, I recommend really it. Yeah. I can't handle it. It just... There's so many horrible things that are going on right yeah, now. Yeah, I know. It's stressful enough just hearing it from other people. Yeah. You don't yep. need to watch it, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then they get the spin on it. And then you get the CNN thing where they admitted that they went out of their way to make Trump look horrible. No one cares. I mean, like I said, I don't think Trump's the greatest guy in the world anyway. <laughs> I don't think they had to go far. <laughs> they didn't have to go far, but uh, I don't know. And this whole deal with Afghanistan, and it's, you know, the, look what happened in, in Iraq, and now it's going to happen in Afghanistan. It's like, is anything okay? Well, I, you know, that, that Afghanistan deal is tough. I think that, and, and Trump started it. I mean, he and Biden are on the same page. Yeah, they are. Yep. Trump wanted them, everybody out by the 1st of May. It looks like it might be a couple of weeks after that. Yeah, good, because he moved it to September 11th, which I did not like. Oh, well, yeah. Do not move it to September 11th. I guess That's I missed way that. out of line. But, I mean, they, they, were, they were more together on the idea than yeah, different. They were. No, and they we've were. been yeah. there for 20 years. I know. Yeah. And Afghanistan's been eating armies for a few hundred yeah, no, no, you're absolutely right about that. Although we're still we're still sending dough over to Germany and Japan. Yeah, I, it's been seventy years. Can we stop sending them? Or eighty years yeah, now? I know. Almost. Do we have to keep sending them money? They got our automobile industry, and they got our. I mean, seriously, you started a war, we ended it, and now we got to pay you. I don't understand that. I don't get well, that. Well, it was at all. a lot cheaper than what happened after World War One, where well, we didn't pay anybody. And that's true. You're so absolutely that's, right. About you know, when that. people start complaining about. Uh, foreign aid to some of that does kind of make me go that doesn't seem right no you are right absolutely look at what happened by giving you know egypt a billion dollars a year versus when we had to go to iraq it was like 12 billion dollars a month yeah oh yeah no and you're absolutely not free but it's well spent i think we shall take a break here be right back more with doug and andy and melissa right after this yeah as you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. Well, he didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Now Mike has done it again by introducing his new My Slippers. Mike has taken over two years to develop. The My Slippers are designed to wear indoor and outdoor all day long. Made with My Pillow foam and Impact Gel to help prevent fatigue, and made with quality leather suede. For a limited time, Mike is offering 40% off his new My Slippers. The My Slippers are so comfortable, you'll want to get some for the whole family, which is what we did. Call 1 800 516 5146 or use promo code TOM, of course. 1 800 516 5146. Use promo code TOM or go to mypillow.com. Click on the radio listener square and use promo code TOM. You'll also get deep discounts on all My Pillow products, including. The Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Call 1-800-516-5146. Use promo code TOM. Dan Chesky is here from Dan Southside Marine to talk boats in February. 2021 is all about boat inventory or the lack thereof. Dan's has what you're looking for in the color and model you want. So get in and take advantage of the factory incentives and discounts February offers. Why should our listeners shop for a fishing boat at Dan's Southside Marine? We have the latest models on display, like the new Revolution. It features rotational seating from Premier Marine. 
and the new Lumacraft FSX crossover fish and ski. Both are getting tons of attention and grabbing sales from the competition. Dan's Southside Marine is packed with pontoons from Avalon, Berkshire, and Premier with all the rebates and incentives we mentioned at the top. Get the family out this weekend and come see these amazing pontoons. And be sure to ask about custom-rigged Alumacraft fishing boats this weekend at Dan Southside Marine during our February open house. Dan Southside Marine, six blocks west of 35W on 98th Street in Bloomington. Shop online at dansouthsidemarine.com. There are definitely things to avoid during a Minnesota winter, like licking a flagpole or waiting too long to replace that car battery. But number one on the list is taking a chance on your furnace. Hey, Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning, reminding you that a furnace clean and tune will improve efficiency, reliability, and peace of mind. Or maybe it's time to take advantage of Sabre's rebates and upgrade to an energy-efficient Bryant system. Don't take chances on your comfort. Visit SabreHeating.com. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. Don't say hit the post there. Yeah, it was beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Great to be here. No doubt about it. Jesus, I'm looking at, oh, God, the world. <laughs> Smuggling horror. Border Patrol agents discover men and kids packed into a trailer at U.S. Mexico. Now, they're not on a trailer. They're inside the yeah. trailer. They're like in the floorboards of a trailer and then the floorboards were nailed over them. Like, what the hell? That's not good. I, no. I don't know. Maybe you could explain this to me, Doug. I brought, you know, Andy was here, and Melissa, you probably don't know a lot about this, too. I don't really understand any of this. I really don't. Any of what? Why didn't we, a hundred years ago, go to El Salvador and Guatemala and say, why are you treating, what are you doing with your people here? Why so, we ever let that continue, I will never understand. I just saw a story about that uh, with Lester Holt. Well, Lester, actually, I actually Lester like Lester Holt. He's okay. It's uh, his voice is about as phony as it gets. And they were Lester talking Holt. about the problem with sending aid to El Salvador is the graft is so bad down there. Right. It doesn't oh, get God, to the people. Yeah. So it it's just like, what people. do you do? Well, sometimes you know? I wonder, why do we not just send in the army and wipe out the cartels? Well, that's kind of like declaring war on another nice. country, kind. I think there's Works some issues. Well, if we with went that. to Mexican government and said, "Hey, guys, want to?" Well, wipe we'd out, have to go to Honduras. Some cartels. We'd have to go to Honduras and Guatemala as well. El Salvador. Yeah, but El most Salvador. of them come through Mexico. Right, but so, I, I think the real problems are not Mexico. It's the 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 countries south of there. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I not that know. there aren't some Mexicans that want to. Get into the country legally or illegally. I thought and America work. sucked. What about? I thought America sucks and is racist and horrible. Why, Why would, would you want to come here? Because eh, we got cool stuff. Because <laughs> yeah. we have. Fish it's like the NBA in China. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, you guys exactly. got slaves, but we're making a lot of dough, <laughs> so exactly we'll look the it. other way. That's no, what it is. That's exactly what it is. It's all about money. Everything in the world now is about money. Yeah. Everything's about sure money. Is. It's just disgusting. Seriously, money, money, money. Well, how about, here's a perfect example. Mr. Dr. Death from yesterday at uh, A-Hole. What the hell is his name? I don't know what the hell you're talking Madoff, about. Bernie Madoff, Bernie oh, Madoff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He died yesterday. Oh, he did? Yep. Oh. Bernie Madoff died yesterday. $65 billion. So you got to $5 billion, you would have gotten away with, but that wasn't enough. Nope. 
I mean, that's, that's how bizarre enough. people have gotten. $5 billion, no one had even noticed. But he had to go to 65, mm. and then he ended up in prison for the I rest of like his life. I feel like once you've hit $1 billion, you just can't spend it. So I it's like, what's how? the point in getting more? I mean, like, how could you physically spend a billion dollars? Well, I buy Lake Minnetonka. Yeah, buy the entire <laughs> lake. Absolutely. Get off Everybody my lake. over for a water skiing party. Come to my lake. I want to see Doug on the shore. Get, get off my lake. lake. That's right. I wonder who does own lakes. Is it the state? The state, probably. Yeah. Yeah. They, they own the lakes themselves. Yes. Well, I guess you could just buy every property around Lake Minnetonka. Yeah. Probably not for I don't think not a billion, for a billion dollars. Not for a billion dollars. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. A billion dollars is a lot of money. Yeah, but I can name three houses that would add up to over a hundred million already. Yeah. So, really? Oh, three. Oh, yeah. Three anything houses. that Jeez. the whole strip from Ferndale Avenue from oh, God, fifteen yeah. out to Woodhill. Oh, yeah. That's that would probably be eat up most of the billion. Oh yeah, I told you. Want to? I told Andy like that. like that. There's areas on Lake Minnetonka, or like not on Lake Minnetonka, but near Lake Minnetonka that are not expensive and he was like no no way they're they're well, all they're, they're all actually, a million dollars and i was like no they're not like well, this it, like if you mound. get off the lake uh, and yeah. deep havens like that there's you know, yeah. normal houses or like mound they're yep. like no more than three hundred thousand yep. dollar houses but they're five blocks from the lake yeah but Which, yeah that's fine so that's close enough we got officer dave on the phone officer speaking dave, of deep but, uh, the, 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 sorry Speaking of what? We're not supposed to give his location <laughs> away. Yeah, you don't know, no location. Somewhere in the far western suburbs, is all I know. Rhymes with creep haven. That's real nice. own the water. What's going on, officer? The state does own the water. The state does own yep. the water. I yeah. thought so, yeah. That makes sense. Yep. You, do not, you do not even own the the land under the water. Yeah. So basically, let's what the hell would you do with it? got a lake that's com- completely enclosed by land. Let's say, you know, somebody owns a whole bunch of acreage, and they have a chunk of water. A guy could parachute in, land in the water, and stay there. And the property owners couldn't do anything about it. Because they don't own the lake. Well, with rivers, that makes sense, because if someone could just buy a piece of a river and dam it up, and there you go. Yeah. But... Lakes, it's weird because it's like, what are you going to do to a lake? You know, it's yeah, a- that's just it. But that's that's the way it works. The I had a DNR agent explain it to me that way once. He says, if you're fishing or doing anything, keep your boots wet, and you are completely safe from anyone. Huh? Hmm. There you. Well, it's interesting about that. Our last house was on a lake in Golden Valley. Matter of fact, it was on an island in a lake in Golden Valley. And it was six acres, but three of those acres were in the water. Hmm. But we still had to pay taxes on it. Ah. Well, you get yeah, what's it's, called what's it's riparian rights, and then there's the other one. Yeah, I can never remember. Yeah. But yeah, yeah you get, you're buy, you're paying for those, rights. I don't want rights. Well, you're paying for them. <laughs> you're paying <laughs> you pay for them one way or another. Well, you want them or not? Well, that's the other thing that people don't realize is that when you buy land. You're not buying land. You're no, right. buying the rights to do stuff mm-hmm. with that land from right. the state. Yep. They still technically exactly. own it. You really? didn't. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, you're just you're just buying rights. That you're saying, okay, uh, let me build on this land, let me farm on this land, whatever. They're saying, okay, but they still technically that's a, own it. That's why you're taxed on it. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yep. You're always paying rent to the state, no matter what you do. 
Exactly. What a you scam. got it, Andy. Mm-hmm. Well, I was a realtor for a while. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, what and do you, you have, do? and you have, um, you know, standard when you buy a property, you have certain air rights up to a certain height. And then if you want to go yeah. above yep. that height, you have to pay more. Yep. So, oh, like, God. skyscrapers and things, they have to buy the air rights. Yeah. Well, because otherwise, like, if you if I put, like, a 2,000-foot pole on my property, planes would hit it and people would die. So you have to so buy you have the to rent, rights. So you have to buy the rights to that airspace so the uh, FAA. i got to go to work. Okay. All right. Thanks. Talk to you later. Right. Thanks, Bye. officer. So Somebody's in trouble. Officer Dave. The FAA knows that they have to say, okay, planes don't go in this airspace because it's private airspace. Planes don't go in private airspace because you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Yeah, I imagine. Property is a very, very, I would argue, unnecessarily complex thing at times. True. It's not a matter of, you can't just say, all right, I'm buying this chunk of land, it's mine now, and I can do whatever I want. It's always There's always some string attached. Yeah, that, that, that is true, isn't it? There's you do, however, own everything under your property down to the core of the earth. That is true. So if you wanted to drill into the core of the earth at your house, you can do that. I remember, now that you brought this up, I didn't even think about this for quite some time, <clears> but <throat> I remember Tori Spelling telling me on the air, I asked her about this, because her father built like a 70,000-square-foot house. Aaron Spelling built a 70,000-square-foot house. house. And I asked him about, I said, Tori, I heard that, that the helicopters have been coming around, you know, over your house, taking pictures of you, like sunbathing and all that stuff. She goes, oh, they don't do that anymore. I said, why? What happened? My father bought the air over the house. Yeah. I'm like, yep. what? Yeah, you can't do that anymore. If you send yeah. a drone into the air up there, yeah, you're... Uh, Trespassing. Yeah, he bought the, I don't know how high it goes, but he bought the air above their house. Yep. <laughs> like, oh my God. I mean, that's a little ridiculous, don't you think? Well, it's a ridiculous well, it, that people the, would the, send drones to take I pictures know. of people in their spelling. House. Yeah, it's yeah, like, really, how pathetic right. can you be? I understand. I do understand. They don't do that anymore. <laughs> no, I suppose not. I don't want to buy the house, the air over anything. I really don't. Well, most people don't. There's, what the hell are you going to do with it? Well, it's really exactly just like right. if you're going to construct a windmill. That would be like one of the few reasons. I wonder if they'd like me putting a windmill at my house now in the neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> you can if it's t- tall enough. Uh, well, and if they are part of an HOA, so probably I'm, not. Oh, <laughs> that's right, the HOAs. Yeah, why the why did you join exclusion. an HOA? Are you crazy? Everywhere I've ever lived, we've had an HOA since I left North Minneapolis. Not in Golden Valley, did you? Yeah. Oh, not in Dayton either. We didn't have one. Dayton, yeah, you definitely Gold, didn't Golden have an Valley HOA. was an HOA. Yeah. Absolutely, it nice. was. And it was not a cheap HOA either. I'll no, tell I you that. I lived in an HOA twice in my life, and both times was a mistake. <laughs> yeah, I'm in one now. It's cheap, but they don't. They do absolutely nothing. That was the second one. Yeah. They did nothing. You know, it's amazing because ours is really cheap now, and they do everything. Wow. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know why. I've been every day. I mention it to him. You know, it look. Re- you know, at the end of the cul-de-sac down there, the last two houses. You look great. This huge fence and gate would look really good, <laughs> but apparently it's a city street, so you can't gate uh, off a city yeah. street. Why don't you just buy the street? We could buy the street, That's right? Exactly. And the air over the street will buy that <laughs> as well. 
Some people have too much money. I just got yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. I it's completely true. agree. They just do, man. I, I just oh, did you speak of having tons and tons of money? Did you see what Babylon B did to Amazon today? Mm-mm. Jeff Bezos comes through for the people. It's called Amazon Loot. You can loot the site because some people are too timid to loot in person. <laughs> I think that's very, very funny. That is good. <laughs> he can loot on the on the Amazon loot website, and of course, everybody who's looting it showed like some some looters, and everything they bought was everything they bought at Amazon was worth over three thousand yeah. dollars. <laughs> They're looting all the good stuff. Oh, God, that, you know that's I don't like want to make fun of the protesters, but when you loot the dollar store, I know Family Dollar I mean, really. Like, or, well, it's not. They're not protesters clubber. when they're no, looting I, you're right. like that. Yeah. You're right. They're, they're it, it's they're opportunists. There's probably some overlap in the Venn diagram, but generally it is a different population. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, think I would right. say so. But really still, know. I mean, if you're a professional looter, wouldn't you go maybe I don't know something a little more, more upscale? Go to Zales. Kmart or Zales. Yeah, go to Zales. Well, you'll probably get killed if you go to Zales and try to loot it. But other than that, um, I think they take their security rather seriously at diamond stores. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure you would don't want to be looting a diamond no. store. But Kmart, right they probably that. aren't going to do a whole lot to you. Kmart, then again, that might be changing. I think we're going to be seeing some uh, South Africa kind of stuff where you got armed guards outside of every oh, business. Oh God, I hope not. Hey, it's you coming. know what? It's happened. I've seen a picture of uh, McDonald's. They had uniformed guards with rifles standing outside of it. Because God. people were looting it, so you got to. You want to go to McDonald's? Well, you got to get past the armed guards first. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, now's a good time to ask this question of the three of you and the listeners. How do you get to a point? And maybe it's just because I'm such a nice Catholic boy. That might be what That's it is. That's probably what it is. How do you harm entire families? You don't like someone, so you ruin their life, but you take their wife or husband and children with them. Why do you want to hurt people that have nothing to do with this? When you loot stores, what the hell did the dollar store ever do to you? Nothing. But you're going to go loot a dollar store and destroy someone's business. It's just a reason to piss and moan and yeah, be mad at the world and exactly right. destroy property. I mean, well, that's all they're doing. Destroying the families of your enemies is not exactly a new thing. No, right. it's not. Evil it's people have been doing it for years. Yeah, thousands, thousands yeah. of years. That's true. But these are, you know, dimwit hunyucks. It doesn't matter. I don't get Most it. of them are. Yeah. Boy, again, I'm telling you, the digital is going to destroy the world because you can control the stupid through through digital. That is true. And that's exactly what they're doing is controlling the morons. Well, more and more countries are outlawing social media. And yeah, I they are. I honestly think that's a really good idea. I think it's a wonderful idea. Yeah, except for the reason they're out, outlawing it is so they can crack down on well, <laughs> parts of the population. I mean, China is not really the no. gold standard of why we should not have what social do you media. Mean? Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Could everybody just live their life and stop blaming your problems on everybody else and you're not a victim? Everybody's a victim now. That's the other part. I'm a victim. No, you're not. I've seen victims. You don't want to be a victim. I'm here to tell you. Who's that? Your cousin? Michael. Hello, who is it? Oh, it's... We're going to be calling you in about seven minutes or so. Maybe closer to ten. Yeah, ten minutes. It'll be perfect. Mike Just Beck is finishing. calling in, ladies and gentlemen, out of town, the owner of the St. Paul Saints. So uh, that's going to be a, he's going to be a great guest. I haven't seen Mike <laughs> in a couple of years. I won't see him today because he's going to be on the phone. We'll be calling like. you as soon as the first uh, uh, part of the episode's done. Very yep. entertaining. Doug Sprinthal narrative <laughs> Thanks, over Mike. there. See ya.
Got it all dialed in. <laughs> that was really interesting. Sorry. No, I said it was really interesting. You kind of. He's in Clinton, Mississippi, so he'll be. Why is he in Clinton, Mississippi? I, well, we'll have to ask him. I didn't want to tie he, up the first half of the show. Is he from the Carolinas or something? I thought he lived in the Carolinas. I thought he lived in Florida in the winter. Who knows? Who like, knows anymore? We international got, man of mystery, Mike Vec. Why don't we do this when he comes out? We'll go, what's your exact address in Florida or the Carolinas? Yeah. yeah. We'll ask him that. I think one of the teams that he was a part owner of was in the Car- South Carolina, yeah, I think. That's what I think. Well, right. maybe, you know, he lost a daughter recently, right? Yeah, a little over a year ago. Yeah, I think she was. I think she was living in the Carolinas. I think. Well, that's got to be. That's the one thing right yeah. there. September 2019. Oh my God! It's almost it two, two years, years already. already. Yeah. Jesus, that time is flying. That, I, I think I she, com- so she committed suicide, didn't she? No, oh, I thought she had some sort of genetic. Disorder she did or have something. a genetic. Disorder. Oh, she did. Okay, yeah, I'm I glad know. I didn't you're say that. You're thinking of someone else, I think. I think I know who you're talking about. I don't about, know though. who. She uh, she had Batten disease, which was a rare genetic condition. Oh okay. God! See, that's she the be deal. 27, which is interesting because Batten disease usually it's it it's not children. good. Yeah, no. most fatal diseases aren't what you'd call it good. No, no, not. Uh, <laughs> I not wouldn't what you're want looking one. For. I just brought this up this morning. You know, yesterday. Uh, Alex and Dan brought the kids over and dropped the kids off. And, and, of course, that means that they stayed upstairs and talked to Catherine, and I stayed downstairs and entertained the children. I've been in that club before. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's Fantastic. Fun it yeah. is. It's a ball. So the kids play, and they laugh and joke. Through the end of the evening, their idea was to – Sage would run around. We have these little, like, couch pillows. Mm-hmm. And he would run around getting them all, and he'd come over and throw them at me. And then Fawn would follow behind him and collect them and give them back to him so he could keep throwing them at me, right? <laughs> that kind of deal. Such a good big sister. Right. Such a good big sister. So I'm sitting downstairs, and they all went upstairs because they're going home. And all of a sudden I hear, bop, bop. I went, yes, Fawn, I love you. I was like, oh, that's the best. Okay, is there anything better than that in the world? I don't know. If there is, I don't know what it is. That's what I'm talking about. So let's say you went after their family. Now you just ruined Fonnie and Sage's life. Why do you want to do that to children? What are you doing? Harm the person in some normal way instead of destroying lives. You know, and I'm talking about people who destroy lives by stealing money like Bernie Madoff. Yeah. How many lives did he ruin? Oh, yeah. Because $5 billion wasn't enough. He needed $65 billion. I mean, you pig. Did you know they just talked to him a few days ago and he's like, yeah, whatever. He's still well, not remorseful sure at he's all. He's a sociopath. But he's so a sociopath. What is it? Yeah. Did what you is... hear the the taped interview of I think it was the judge Harvey Weinstein and Harvey Weinstein's lawyer talking about, about uh, air fryers? Yes, George did. Foreman grill? Is yep. it like a George Foreman? <laughs> like what? Yeah, we played it on the show uh, a oh, couple yeah, days God, ago. It was unbelievable. It was amazing. He's talking about yeah the air all oh, these air fryers. <laughs> They're it's awesome. unbelievable. It's, it's healthy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Unlike raping women, it's healthy. Jeez. I think that's hilarious. They're talking about air fryers. This guy's in prison for the rest of his life. Yeah, he's getting ready to go to California where they're just lined up to barbecue more. him. Yeah, he's done like dinner. 22 more charges in California. You're oh. never getting out there, pal. Once again, had it made, they had the life by the ass, but that wasn't enough. You yeah. had to force yourself on women. What the hell is wrong with you? Well, see, that's one example of the cancel culture that I was in favor of. It's like, yeah, yeah, you get, yeah. go after people like that. I, I there you go. Go for it. Absolutely. You commit a, good a crime. Thing. It's a good work. You know, I, I don't know what to tell you. That, that why I've never understood any way 
a guy who forces himself on women. Yeah, and it, what but is why that? would you understand it? I mean, it's well, wow, that's true. I, yeah, I mean, most you know, normal men don't think that way. It just so is it you? you I get don't so think much it's power. about sex. I think it's, it's a power, power thing. It is a yeah. power thing. So you get so much power, it translates over into your sex life too. Yeah. Well, first of all, he's hideous, so he uh, probably not getting not a, a handsome of, guy. Probably not getting a lot of hands up joining the club deal, but uh, I, I've never understood that. Bill Cosby had it by the ass, but he had to force himself on women. I, I why? Well, I'll tell you, you a funny story. This goes back when I was working at Towsley Ford. We used to there's a watering hole next door called Cheap Charlie's. Fifty cent margaritas. It was great oh, for young God. salesmen. And yeah. there's a guy that I worked with named Ron, and he was probably one of the ugliest people I ever met. He had kind of like a big <laughs> oh, nice. fro that didn't really stay up. It didn't was golden, and he wore like green leisure suits and reflector sunglasses. And we'd go to Cheap's probably three nights a week. Cause we're in our twenties. We're all single. There's nothing else to do. And about two or three times a month, he would leave that bar with just a total ten. <laughs> I asked him one day, I says, Ron, I, you know, no offense, but you're no not offense. that handsome. I don't know if you're not, and your mom probably thinks you're handsome, but <laughs> right. he's probably one of the few. He, he goes, no, like I mom. get it. I said, oh, what is your secret? And he goes, the same way I sell cars. I just wait on a lot of customers, and eventually one says yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so a one in one. a thousand chance, you just try a thousand times. That's just right. Try a thousand times, and everything will be just fine. Don't worry about it. I don't know. Did I tell that story about the, my friend who was looking at the guy with the big head and what he called him? Was that on this show or the morning show yesterday? I, I think it was the morning remember. show. I, I can't remember how it came. Oh, so there, there was a picture of a criminal had a really big head. Uh, and I was hanging out with a neighbor kid back, back in the days. I was, I don't know, a teenager, 11 or 10. I don't even know how old I was. But this person came on television. They did have a large head. But it was a naturally just large head. And my friend goes, and I'm this, my friend goes, goddamn hydrocephalic. <laughs> I said, that's cephalic, but uh, hydrocephalic, not hydrocephalic. It's, <laughs> it's not syphilis. <laughs> he thought it was hydrocephalic. And I said, how do you know anything about syphilitic anyway? He goes, well, <laughs> okay, whatever. So I love that stuff. Back in my uh, mental health days, um, if you have syphilis, they report it to the state health right. department. Sure. And yeah. the state will uh, interview you about your sex partners. So we had this guy in the lock psych unit. He was suffering from dementia, this old black dude. He was probably like 92 years old and hard of hearing. Okay. And do routine blood work. It turns out he had syphilis. It's like, gosh. Oh, God. So the state comes in, and they have to interview him. Oh, but no. But he can't hear very well. Oh, so no. Like, Who was the last person you... <laughs> it was just like Garrett Morris in the early Saturday Night Live. But now for our top story. That's And we're all funny. just laughing. And That's fantastic. He was a nice, nice, nice old dude. And I, you know, Yelling at him about his syphilis. That. Does syphilis ever go away? Yeah, uh, you take antibiotics. Yeah, right. No, but I mean, would it go away by itself? No, uh, no, it no. Gets worse rush and worse. Rush your brain. Yeah, you go I think crazy. That's what happened to Al Capone. It isn't is. It? Yeah, it helped. It happened to a lot of people. And some somebody said Hitler maybe might have been syphilitic, but no, he took so many drugs he would have killed damn. anything living in him. Goddamn Ava Braun. <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, I remember the remember the scene from the movie Capone with Ben Gazzara. Mm-hmm. The syphilis rots his brain. He's sitting in his bathrobe 
fishing in his own swimming pool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden he looks up and goes, Best communion suit in the block, Ma. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. Whoops. Oh, we got to take a break here. We got a special guest coming. Yeah. We'll be right back with Car Selling Secrets <laughs> and Mike Vec after <laughs> yeah. these exciting announcements. 